content is for informational purposes only. It is in no way intended to be or replace therapy, counseling, or relationship with a licensed mental health provider. Welcome to the Premarital Conversations podcast, where we discuss all things premarital, relationship, and mental wellness to help you build a meaningful relationship and prepare to live your best life with the one you love. I'm your host, Amaris Watson-Gill. Let's get started. Hey everyone, so it's that time of year again. The seasons are changing, the holidays approaching, many of us, it, it is, you know, it's a joyful time. We, we have anticipation, we have a sense of joy, we're looking forward to spending time with family, gifts, food, fellowship, and for many others, the joy may not be there. So some may feel dreadful, some may feel sad, some may feel alone and uncomfortable. And so today I'm here with psychotherapist and colleague Ermiana Mater to have a conversation about seasonal depression, what it is, how it shows up in our lives and our relationships, and how we can best support ourselves or a partner or a loved one who may be experiencing a sense of sadness around this time. So whether you're a part of the community who who already has anticipation or a sense of joy or you know you're a part of the community who may feel sad or or you're somewhere in between, I'm hoping that there's something in this episode for you. So welcome, Ermion. Thanks so much for being here. You know I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. So can you start by telling us about yourself? Yeah, so um, hi everyone. I am a DMV therapist who loves advocacy, specifically being the voice others who are unable to advocate for themselves. Um, see, I'm an avid thrifter. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good thrift store too. <laughs> um, I love all things nature except for bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just genuinely love connecting with others people. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I can feel that. I can yeah. definitely feel that vibe. So we can, we can jump right in. Um, so tell us more about seasonal depression, what it is. So um, seasonal depression, it's also known as seasonal affective disorder, or some say sad. Um, it's a mood disorder that happens every year at the same time. So it affects uh, 11 million people in the U.S. each year. Wow. Mm-hmm. And 25 million more, they have a latter form of it called the winter blues. Okay. Said that it occurs at the same time every year. Um, so, what? How? How does it usually show up for people? Yeah. So there's like some scientists that think that certain hormones in the brain it triggers, you know, attitude-related changes at certain times of the year. So one of the theories is that during the fall and winter seasons, like there's less light, you know, obviously time changes and it gets darker way quicker Um, so that leads to the brain making less serotonin and serotonin regulates your mood so when serotonin isn't being produced um, or 
it doesn't work, you know, where like your brain doesn't work the way that it should, um, it results in feelings of depression. Okay, so it recurs the same time of every year and it's, it comes on because of like a lack of or um, the body producing less serotonin than mm-hmm. normal because of the limited sunlight. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, what would you say are like some, but like what are some of the experiences that people who have seasonal depression or you know traits of seasonal depression because not everything is a formal diagnosis sometimes you just have you may have like traits of something so what what could be like some of the experiences like day-to-day experiences how can it show up so like um isolation so basically it's like where you avoid social situations or being in those you know social gatherings so especially with like the holidays coming up you know thanksgiving and christmas and new years um people that are experiencing seasonal depression they'll most likely avoid those um you know those gatherings mm-hmm. um or if they do they're pretty anxious while they're there you know um yeah there's like feelings of sadness like worthlessness some guilt there's also loss of loss of interest in previously enjoyable activities. So, you know, like someone like me who loves to go thrifting, if I'm someone experiencing um, seasonal depression, you know, I'll go thrifting less or I won't go at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's changes in your appetite, your weight, and or your sleep habits or your sleep patterns. Um, there's fatigue, loss of energy, loss of motivation, um, which basically is like, you know, just being exhausted throughout the day, yeah. even after a full night's sleep, like a good eight hours of sleep, um, and some others may experience difficulty concentrating or making decisions. Okay, so it seems like seasonal depression can impact, you know, the body and behavior in, in a lot of ways, so just to name a few of what you said so you said isolation you know avoiding um family members and people that you know love or love you and you fellowship with on a regular basis um a lack of motivation and then low energy um all right so did i did i miss any yeah um difficulty concentrating okay yeah as well concentrating decisions and it's not like decisions where you know like what, what do you want to have for dinner mm-hmm. and stuff like that you can't you're indecisive because you can't decide but um it'd be like you know making decisions um like life-changing ones yeah life-changing ones it could be simple ones too okay simple ones too like should i go to the grocery store on friday instead of saturday and something that simple could be so like you know yeah difficult right to me yeah, which I can imagine can lead to, you know, other feelings or mm-hmm. other experiences, like, you know, self-doubt, you yeah. know, poor self-confidence and things like that. Okay. Um, how or what are the best ways to, to kind of cope with seasonal depressions or for someone to cope with seasonal depression or to move through, you know, life with it if it's unable or it's something that doesn't go away? Right. So... Some of the ways to cope with seasonal depression um, are like getting outside early, early in the morning to get some you know, natural sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the idea behind that is you want to spend time outside every day, even if it's cloudy, um, because the effects of the daylight, it still helps. You know, if it's too cold outside, you can open up your blinds or sit by the window, um, but that increases serotonin, okay. um, so definitely want to get outside. Um, if it's really, really cold, like in your 30s, you may want to invest in um, a happy light or light therapy or some quality phototherapy, but um, there's happy lights that you can find like online, Amazon sells them, Target sells them, um, but basically researchers, some researchers, they link seasonal depression to um, melatonin, right? So mm-hmm. your body produces melatonin, melatonin causes drowsiness, so um, they link seasonal depression to that, and mm-hmm. so... Um, the light, the happy light that you could purchase, it's 20 times brighter than the normal light and, you know, like throughout your home. Oh, wow. 20 times. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of light. It's really bright. <laughs> so, you know, a person definitely doesn't want to, like, look directly in the light mm-hmm. because it could damage your eyes. Um, so, what you would do is you get to purchase this light. You have this light and can it be in any room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think it could be in any room. And um, you want to definitely use the light before the fall even starts. Um, you know, as like a preventative measure or yeah. way or whatever. And so you would sit about two feet away from the light. And you'll start with like 10 to minute. 10 to 15 minute session days so like per day so sit in front of the light for 10 to 15 minutes and then over time it would increase 30 to 45 minutes per day depending on how like you're responding to it okay so light light therapy or the happy light it's been helpful to add that well for people who are experiencing seasonal depression to add that as a part of their routine mm-hmm. okay um, exercise for at least 30 minutes a day Five times a week. Five times a week. Mm-hmm. Also, um, make sure you're eating like a well-balanced diet. Um, that way, you'll have more energy and therapy. Okay. Yeah, I think that people underestimate the impact that movement, you know, moving one's body or that nutrition, being mindful of what one consumes, can have on the mind and the mental health or Absolutely. the mood. And then, so you said light, natural light, or sunlight, whatever, you know, you can access, um, exercise, movement of the body, and then therapy. Yes. Okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about how therapy can be, be helpful in addressing or treating seasonal depression. Um, I know there's a lot of talk about therapy out there nowadays, and I also know that you know, some people may not fully understand, you know, what it is or how it can be helpful. Yeah, so, um, so the wild thing is, you know, like, I run into all different types of people, you know, mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, and, you know, when I suggest therapy, um, some people are like, oh, I'm not crazy, and it literally has nothing to do with you being crazy. Yeah. Therapy can use can be used 
is to help just process your feelings. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get some people that ask, well, why can't, you know, I just process my feelings with my partner or with my mom or with my dad. Those people are really close to you and yeah, they have the very same. biased, you know, they're pretty biased and yeah, they're it's not, not objective. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Can't be impartial and all of that stuff. So, um, I, I, I mean, I am just a strong advocate, not just because I'm a therapist, but <laughs> I am a strong advocate, you know, therapy. It helps manage, you know, your symptoms. It helps teach coping skills. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I love and I support, you know, therapy too. Therapy, it, it helps encourage introspection, uh, self-reflection, and then like you said, you know, skill building, processing or unpacking um, experiences that have happened and impact us and how we function and show up now. So yeah, I think therapy is, you know, I had to describe it in a basic terms ever I would say it's like a a loving space for self self-reflection and self-improvement and you know not in like a creepy way I know some people here you know love mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no I love your definition I love that so much yeah yeah so how can a person let's say that someone is dating someone who may be experiencing um depression or you know they're planning to marry someone who may be experiencing it how can one begin to recognize that um, or support a partner who may be in ex- who may be experiencing it that's a really good question um, it's a really good question because I feel like some people don't really know how to support mm-hmm. you know a loved one through depression or Definitely learn about it. So yeah. learn about seasonal depression, research it. The partnership. The partnership. Okay, yeah. For sure. Learn about seasonal depression, research. Um, another thing is to understand and validate their feelings. Mm. So one of the ways you can do that is to ask them what they need from you. Mm-hmm. Right? So what can I do to help? Would it be helpful if I cook dinner tonight? Yeah, communication is so, it's so important. So, so important, yeah. Um, you want to aff- affirm your partner. Okay. Um, so, like, I'm here for you, or we will do this, t- we will do this together. Okay. We'll get through it together. So they, that they know that you're present. Um, another way to affirm your partner is to, you know, do physical activities together. stressors in your home so like wash the dishes you know fold the laundry yeah 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 just take that load off of that makes this off their back mm-hmm. okay so then one can educate themselves on what depression is or seasonal depression validate their partner's feelings um affirm you know what it is their partner may be experiencing and, and then you said reassure yeah 
um, their partner that they are present and there to hear with them and there to support them and then be active together. I really like that one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so like encourage them or like, hey babe, let's let's go do this together. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of you know, um killing two birds with one stone in a sense because you can spend that quality time and build intimacy and along with, you know, encouraging that activity and that movement that could help, you know, improve what they're experiencing. Yeah, and with all of those, um, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself. So if you have a partner that is experiencing seasonal depression, you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself as well because it can be training. Yeah. You know, so yeah. try to stay positive, um, have realistic expectations about the recovery process, the healing process, and socialize with others besides your partner because there are times where... Um, partner may feel guilty mm-hmm. you know if their partner is experiencing seasonal depression they may feel guilty and feel like you know I have to tend to this person 24 7 yeah and I gotta send some way they're fine exactly so definitely socialize with others yeah because you know in reality it has nothing to do you know with them mm-hmm. it's just a you know personal uh, inner experience yeah okay so yeah I, I like that I like all of those I think they're I think they're super helpful. I think another one um, to add is just knowing what brings your partner joy beforehand. So just having that conversation um, could be helpful so that you can implement, you know, some of those things during that process or during that season for them. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little we talked about seasonal depression, you know, what it is, how it shows up, how one can you know, cope and how one can support their partner. Um, is there anything else that you think would be helpful or anything else that you'd like to add? Um, yeah, I wanted to go back to the therapy. Okay. Um, only because you know this, you know this. Like, <laughs> people will often find like a therapist mm-hmm. that they don't really like vibe with or you know oh, they don't, yeah. they're not really feeling or whatever yeah um and they'll like give up on therapy altogether mm. one of the things that i like always love to encourage people to do is just be honest with your therapist yeah be honest um honesty goes a long way um you don't have to be blunt about it like Oh, I hate the way that you're doing X, Y, and Z. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can be gentle and honest. Um, and, you know, that therapist probably, like, has a whole bunch of stuff in their toolbox mm-hmm. to help you process and manage your symptoms um, other than, like, what they're currently doing with you. you yeah. Know? So, definitely honesty. Yeah, and that that's so true. And I think that, you know, their therapists, you know, as a therapist, I think that, they definitely can appreciate one's honesty, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, they aren't easily offended, you know, because it's, it's therapy. It's all about it's all about you. It's a safe space, um, you know, it's a non-judgmental space. Yeah. So, yeah, the idea is to support, you know, you, the client, and being better. So, yeah, I definitely like that, that point about, you know, being honest with your therapist and, like, a kind nothing like nice nasty or (laughs) (laughs) rude yeah just being respectful I like that okay thank you Ermion where can uh, people find you 
so they can find me on Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> I just got a TikTok and I'm like addicted. But um, Instagram, my name is Charlistic. So C H A R L I S T I C. Okay. <laughs> Double underscore. So okay. Charlistic. Charlotte and then two <laughs> it happens and then two underscores. Yep. Alright, cool. So um I think that's it for today. I thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks and so much for having me. You know, this was really fun. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So we'll talk soon. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to the Premarital Conversations Podcast. If you have a premarital relationship or mental wellness question or topic you'd like discussed on the podcast, you may email us at info at If you're in the Maryland or D.C. area and you're searching for a mental health provider, you may visit our website at www.prattkind.com.